0: Welcome back, everyone, to another fantastic episode of the Biome Podcast, where the wonders of wildlife come alive through your speakers. Well, this is officially episode 50, which is a huge milestone for us. We're excited to help scratch that curiosity itch and to learn about some of the most fascinating creatures our world has to offer. We're going to do things a bit differently this season, so if you didn't listen to last episode, each month this podcast will have a theme that extends through both episodes that month. There will be a question or a way for our listeners to get involved with each theme as well, which personally I am very excited about. It's been a while since we last had listener participation, and I think that should change. The theme for January is urban wildlife. Last episode, we explored the lives of peregrine falcons, and this episode will be a bit more ground-based. If you have suggestions as to what themes to use please send those into questions at thebiomepodcast.com and with that being said let's take a dive into our animal spotlight for this episode.
1: Today we're about to uncover the secrets of one of nature's most clever and adaptable creatures, the raccoon.
0: Often seen as the masked bandits of the animal world, the raccoon is a symbol of curiosity and adaptability and there's so much more to these creatures than meets the eye. Picture this, it's a quiet night and the moon casts a soft glow over the landscape. Suddenly a rustling sound emerges from the underbrush, a pair of bright eyes cap the light and a distinctive masked face appears. It's the raccoon, a creature as enigmatic as it is familiar, embarking on its nightly escapades. In today's segment we'll dive into the life history of raccoons, exploring their origins, their unique adaptations and their place in the vast tapestry of ecology. From their dexterous hands to their remarkable problem-solving abilities, raccoons are a marvel of adaptation. So whether you're a seasoned wildlife expert, or just someone who enjoys a good animal tale, join me as we unravel the mysteries of these fascinating creatures. Let's discover the world of the raccoon, a journey that promises to be as enlightening as it is entertaining. As we embark on our exploration of raccoons, let's start at the very beginning. The origins and life history of these captivating creatures. Raccoons, with their distinctive masks and agile paws, hold a story that is as intriguing as their nightly escapades. Imagine a young raccoon, born in the safety of a tree hollow. This tiny, blind and helpless creature is the start of a journey filled with growth and discovery. Now let's turn our attention to the remarkable physical attributes of raccoons. These features that make them such unique and adaptable creatures. It's these details that the true genius of their design reveals itself. Picture the raccoon's most striking feature, the mask-like facial markings. This iconic mask set against the greyish fur isn't just for show. It's believed to enhance their vision by reducing glare, a crucial adaptation for a nocturnal animal. And then there are those bright, inquisitive eyes, ever watchful and alert perfectly adapted to the dim light of the moon and stars but perhaps the raccoons most extraordinary tool is their hands these are not just paws they are dexterous instruments capable of opening jars turning doorknobs and even unlocking latches raccoons have a sense of touch so refined that they can feel the texture and shape of objects in the dark, allowing them to explore and forage with incredible precision. The life cycle of these clever bandits is no less astonishing. A raccoon's journey begins in the spring, the season of new life. After a gestation period of about two months, the female raccoon gives birth to a litter of kits in a carefully chosen den. These dens can be found in tree hollows, abandoned burrows, or even in the attics of unsuspecting human homes. The early life of a raccoon is both tender and crucial, well crucial obviously because if it doesn't go through it then it's not getting any older, but the mother raccoon is devoted and protective and she nurses the kids for several weeks. During this time the young raccoons are completely dependent on their mother, not just for food but also for learning the essential skills of survival. As the kits grow, they begin to venture outside of the den. Their playground is a world filled with wonders and dangers. Under their mother's watchful eye, they learn to climb, swim and forage. Each day a step towards independence. By the fall though, these kits are ready to set out on their own. Equipped with the tools and knowledge to navigate the complexities of their environment. And so the cycle continues. Each generation, a testament to the resilience and adaptability of the raccoon. But what about the raccoon's social life? Contrary to popular belief, raccoons are not solitary creatures. They form complex social structures, often seen playfully interacting with their kin, communicating through a series of vocalizations and gestures. And as the seasons change, so does the life of the raccoon. Mating season brings new challenges and joys, with mothers fiercely protecting and nurturing their young, teaching them the skills they need to thrive in the wild. As we continue our nocturnal journey into the world of raccoons, we can marvel at their remarkable adaptations, those special traits that have equipped them to thrive, not only in the wild, but also in our ever-changing urban landscapes. Now we've already touched on the hands and sense of touch, excuse the pun. But then there's also the raccoon's versatile and agile body. They are excellent climbers, able to scale trees, walls and even fences with ease. This agility is complemented by their sturdy build and strong hind legs, giving them the power to leap and the balance to navigate precarious paths. Whether it's climbing a tree to escape a predator or navigating the complex terrains of a cityscape, their physical prowess is nonetheless impressive regardless of what they look like. It is actually quite impressive. But their adaptations don't end there. Picture a raccoon navigating the labyrinth of an urban neighborhood. It approaches a securely closed trash can with a sense of purpose. What happens next is a display of sheer problem solving prowess. With nimble fingers and keen observation, the raccoon assesses, manipulates, and eventually opens the lid. It's not near—sorry, it's not mere acts of chance. They're demonstrations of an intelligence that rivals that of some primates. But their intelligence extends beyond foraging. Raccoons are known for their remarkable memory particularly when it comes to recalling the locations of food sources and solving complex tasks. Studies have shown that raccoons can remember solutions to tasks for up to three years, a testament to their cognitive capabilities. Have you ever watched a raccoon solve a puzzle or navigate an obstacle? It's a fascinating sight, and it's a glimpse into the mind of one of nature's most adaptable creatures. But let's not forget about their um, adaptability and diet as well. As we delve into the nocturnal world of raccoons, we uncover yet another layer of their adaptability, their remarkable behavioural adaptations. It's in these behaviours that the true intelligence and resourcefulness of raccoons shines through, especially in their interactions with both natural and urban environments. Raccoons are the ultimate opportunists when it comes to food, they are omnivorous, meaning they'll eat just about anything they can get their hands on – fruit, insects, eggs, and even urban leftovers. This flexibility in diet is key to their survival, especially in city environments, where food sources can be quite unpredictable. It's this remarkable blend of physical and behavioural adaptations that has allowed raccoons to not just survive, but flourish in a variety of environments, from the dense forests to the heart of our cities, Raccoons have shown us time and again their remarkable capacity to adapt and to thrive. And as we journey further into the world of the raccoon, we arrive at a crucial aspect of their existence, their ecology. So let's explore the diverse habitats raccoons are found in, their role in the ecosystem and their interactions with other species. Raccoons are found in a wide range of habitats from the dense forests and marshlands to the suburban and urban landscapes. Their ability to adapt to different environments is mind-blowing, with some people saying that they are one of the most adaptable mammals, on par with the Norwegian rat. I think the Norwegian rat is smaller, which means it's easier for it to travel. But raccoons are pretty close there. In the wild, they prefer areas with water sources like rivers or streams, using these water bodies not just for food, but also as pathways to navigate their territory. But what truly sets raccoons apart from most mammals is their omnivorous diet, which plays a significant role in the ecological impact. They feed on a variety of foods, fruits, nuts, insects, small mammals, and even aquatic creatures And this varied diet helps control the populations of certain species and aids in seed dispersal, contributing to the health and diversity of the ecosystem, regardless of if they're in an urban environment or out in the wild. And then there's the interaction between raccoons and other species. Raccoons can be both predators and prey, fitting into the food web in a way that maintains ecological balance. They are known to compete with other animals like foxes and possums for food, but they can also coexist peacefully with a multitude of other species. And here, in the heart of our cities, raccoons display a remarkable ability to adapt and thrive, showcasing their resilience and ingenuity in the face of human expansion. Picture the urban raccoon as the quintessential city survivor. These intelligent creatures have mastered the art of urban living turning our neighborhoods into their playgrounds. They navigate the concrete jungle with ease, finding food and shelter in the unlikeliest of places. From rummaging through our garbage bins to making homes in our attics, raccoons have become a familiar, if sometimes challenging, part of urban life. But this adaptation to urban living is not without its challenges, both for raccoons and for us. In cities, raccoons face hazards like traffic, human wildlife conflicts and exposure to pollutants. Their presence can also lead to complex issues for residents from property damage to concerns about health and safety. Yet despite these challenges, raccoons in urban settings play a unique role. They contribute to the ecological diversity of our cities and can help control populations of rodents and other urban pests. So as we strive for sustainable urban living, Understanding and respecting the wildlife around us, including raccoons, becomes increasingly important. I think we're going to end the animal spotlight there, but stay tuned and we will jump straight into the technical section in a few moments.
1: I have a special invitation for all you wildlife enthusiasts out there. Are you passionate about the wonders of the natural world? Do you find yourself captivated by the stories of wildlife and their habitats? If so, our free Biome Wildlife Newsletter is just the thing for you. Each newsletter is a window into the incredible world of wildlife, packed with fascinating facts, stunning photography, and incredible articles from the field. It's your regular dose of nature delivered straight to your inbox. But that's not all. Our newsletter also features content from the Biome podcast and the website, behind-the-scenes insights, and special offers that you won't find anywhere else. It's a great way to stay connected and informed about the natural world. Signing up is easy and completely free. Just visit our website, enter your email, and you'll be all set to receive your first issue of the Biome Wildlife Newsletter. Stay in the loop with the latest wildlife conservation, ecology, and much, much more. So take a moment to join our community of nature lovers and get ready to explore the wonders of wildlife like never before. Sign up for our free newsletter today and let's continue this journey of discovery together. Now, let's get back to our journey. Stay tuned. Welcome
0: back to our exploration of the urban jungle, a world where concrete and nature intertwine in a delicate dance of coexistence. Today we're peeling back the layers of this bustling metropolis to reveal a hidden narrative. The story of our feathered friends soaring above, the elusive rodents scurrying below, and the myriad of other creatures that navigate this human-dominated landscape. This is our last section on urban wildlife, at least for this month. Um, So next month we'll start a different topic. But picture this. High above the city streets, a peregrine falcon glides gracefully between the skyscrapers, while down in the alley, a clever rat forages under the cover of night. Each of these animals, though worlds apart, share a common stage with us, the urban environment. Here, in the midst of our daily hustle and bustle, A complex drama of survival and adaptation unfolds. In this segment, we're diving into the lives of these urban dwellers. We'll explore the challenges they face from navigating a maze of city streets to avoiding the pitfalls of human conflict. We'll uncover how birds, rats and other urban predators have adapted in ingenious ways to the environment we've built around them. Have you ever stopped to watch a bird navigate the cityscape, or wondered how urban wildlife manages to survive in a world so drastically altered by human hands? Join me as we explore these stories of resilience and adaptation, and perhaps along the way we'll gain a new perspective on the wildlife that shares our urban spaces. Let's soar into the first chapter of our urban wildlife saga, where we'll meet the avian residents of our city. We'll start from the top. These feathered denizens of the sky have stories that soar above the bustling streets and crowded walkways, revealing a world of adaptability and resilience. We've spoken about the Peregrine Falcon. It was once a dweller of cliffs and open spaces, now reigning supreme amidst the high-rise buildings of our cities. These magnificent birds have found a surprising ally in our urban landscapes. Skyscrapers mimic the tall cliffs of their natural habitats, providing perfect nesting spots, and the abundance of pigeons and other small birds offers a plentiful buffet for these agile hunters. But it's not just the peregrine falcons that have carved out a life in our urban jungles. Take the human or the, sorry, the humble city pigeon often overlooked, yet an incredible story of adaptation and survival. These birds are descendants from wild rock doves or rock pigeons, and they've embraced city life, thriving in our public squares and parklands. Their ability to navigate the urban environment, to find food and nesting spaces amidst the concrete and chaos is a testament to their versatility. And let's not forget our melodious friends the songbirds. From the sparrows to the robins, these small creatures bring a touch of nature's symphony to our urban settings. Adapting to a city life, they've altered their behaviours from changing their feeding habits to singing louder just to be heard over the din of city noise. Think about the last time you heard a bird song amidst the city's hustle and bustle. It's a gentle reminder of nature's persistence, a note of the wild in the heart of civilization. As we journey alongside our avian friends though through the concrete forest we encounter a myriad of challenges they face in adapting to urban life. These challenges are as varied as the birds themselves each telling a story of resilience. But one of the most pressing challenges is habitat loss. Urban development often means fewer trees and green spaces which are Crucial for nesting and foraging. Yet some birds, like the resilient sparrows and the resourceful starlings, have somehow found ways to adapt, building their nests in building crevices or under roof eaves. Pollution, too, poses a significant threat. The air and noise pollution of city life can disrupt bird behaviours and health. Yet, amidst this chaos, many birds have shown remarkable adaptability. They alter their feeding habits forage at different times, and some even change their song patterns to compete with the urban noise. But then there's also the perils of window collisions. Skyscrapers and glass buildings, while offering nesting sites for some, can be deadly obstacles for others. This is where human intervention can make a difference. Initiatives like bird-friendly building designs and community awareness campaigns are steps towards safer urban skies for our feathered feathered companions. As we delve into the avian world of our cities, let's zoom in on some of the remarkable case studies. These stories shine a light on the incredible adaptability of certain bird species, turning urban challenges into opportunities for survival and even flourishing. So let's first take flight with the swifts and the swallows. These aerial acrobats have found a surprising ally in our city structures. Tall buildings and bridges mimic the cliffs and canyons of their natural habitat, providing perfect nesting spots. Their adaptation goes beyond just nesting though. These birds have honed their insect catching skills to take advantage of the urban bug population, turning cityscapes into their hunting grounds. Another inspiring story is that of urban owls. These nocturnal hunters have embraced city life, finding solace in quiet parks and cemeteries. Their presence is a boon helping control rodent populations. The adaptability of these owls from adjusting their hunting habits to nesting in unconventional spots highlights the symbiotic relationship that can exist between humans and wildlife. And then there's the intriguing tale of the city ducks and geese. Water bodies in urban parks have become havens for these waterfowl, offering both food and shelter. These birds have become a beloved part of the urban landscape, adapting to the presence of humans with surprising ease, and in turn, bringing a touch of wild into our daily urban experience. Think of a moment you've shared with these birds in your city. Maybe it was watching ducks glide across the pond, or listening to the distant hoot of an owl on a quiet evening. These experiences connect us to the natural world in ways we often take for granted. Let's shift our gaze now from the skies to the hidden corners of our urban landscape where we encounter a creature that's so often misunderstood and yet incredibly adept at city living, the Norwegian rat. These resourceful rodents have stories that unfold in the shadows of our streets, revealing a world of survival, again adaptability, and cunning. These animals, often viewed as a or in a less-than-favorable light, are in fact masters of adaptation. They've found ways to thrive in an environment that's far from the natural habitat of their ancestors. From the sewers to the subway tunnels, rats have made urban underworld their domain. But what makes these rodents so successful in the city? It starts with their incredible ability to forage. Rats are opportunistic feeders, meaning they'll eat just about anything they can find. This diet flexibility is a key survival trait in the unpredictable urban landscape, where food sources can range from garbage scraps to accidental offerings from humans. And then there's the remarkable ability to learn and remember. Urban rats have developed complex navigation skills, memorizing routes, and often avoiding dangers with the efficiency that's nothing short of impressive. Their nocturnal habits also play a role, allowing them to go about their activities under the cover of darkness, away from the prying eyes of humans and other predators, although they are the main food source for owls. Rats are also masters of stealth and evasion. Their nocturnal habits keep them mostly out of sight, helping them avoid predators, including humans. And they move with agility and caution using their keen senses to detect danger and find safe routes through the urban jungle. Think about the last time you spotted a rat darting across a street or alley. Did you actually stop to consider the intelligence and the survival skills required for it to navigate the urban jungle or were you too preoccupied and possibly disgusted? The presence of rats in our cities also raises important questions about coexistence and control. How do we manage our waste? How do we design our urban spaces? These decisions impact the lives of these urban dwellers, and, in turn, the ecological balance of our cities. The relationship between humans and rats is a complex one, no doubt about it, woven with a mix of fascination, aversion, and often, misunderstanding. How we perceive and interact with these urban rodents shape not only their lives, but also the health and dynamics of our city. Rats have been living alongside humans for centuries, yet our relationship with them is often fraught with conflict. And I think a lot of this has to do with our distaste for them after we found out that they were partly to blame for the uh, Black Plague. In many urban settings though, rats are seen primarily as pests. A view that drives efforts to control and eradicate their population. Concerns about health risks, property damage, and general unease contribute to this perception. But there's another story, or there's another side to this story, rather. Rats, like all urban wildlife, play a role in our ecosystems. They are cleaners, scavengers who help break down waste. Their presence, while not always welcome, is a reminder of the delicate balance between urban development and nature. Imagine a city where humans and rats coexist in a balanced way, where the health and well-being of all urban inhabitants are considered. What steps can we take to move towards this vision? How can we foster a more informed and compassionate approach to urban wildlife? The story of rats in our cities is more than a tale of conflict. It's a narrative about coexistence, adaptability, and the challenges of sharing our urban spaces. There is no doubt that rats provide a service in cleaning up waste. However, when populations grow too much, they can also become massive pests and carriers of disease. So what is that sweet spot for the population size? At what point do they become too much? And at what point are they too few and they're not doing the job of cleaning up? But let's continue our nocturnal journey through the urban wildlife. As we venture beyond the world of birds and rodents, we meet the other stealthy inhabitants of our cities, the foxes, the coyotes, and the other urban predators. These creatures, often shrouded in mystery, navigate the cityscape with a blend of caution and curiosity. Imagine a fox slipping through a park under the moonlight or a coyote prowling on the outskirts of a neighborhood. These sightings once rare, are becoming more common as these adaptable predators learn to navigate the urban landscapes. They're drawn by the abundance of food, and whether it's small rodents, urban wildlife, or even our waste, they're drawn to it. Just last month, personally, I was locking up my doors, getting ready for bed, when I happened to look out into the street and walking across a neighbor's driveway was a massive coyote on the prowl. I stepped outside and watched it as it trotted up the road, following the scent of something, but it had its nose to the ground. A few towns over, as well, uh, last summer, someone got footage of a wolverine walking across their driveway on their ring camera. If you know anything about wolverines, you know that they are incredibly shy, so to see one in the middle of the city was mind-blowing. Urban foxes and coyotes in particular have shown remarkable adaptability, though. They've learned to adjust their hunting habits, becoming more nocturnal to avoid humans, and even use the urban terrain for their advantage. But consider the urban fox and coyotes. Their primary challenge is finding a consistent food source in an environment where natural prey is scarce. That's why they often turn to scavenging, which can bring them into close contact with humans. A situation that is not without risks, Access to food might be easier, but it also makes them more visible and potentially more vulnerable. Then there's the ever-present threat of habitat fragmentation. As our cities expand and green spaces shrink, these predators are forced to travel greater distances to find food, shelter, and mates. Crossing roads and navigating urban landscapes fraught with danger, like traffic and human encounters. Coexistence with these urban predators is definitely a complex issue. On one hand, they play a crucial role in controlling rodent populations and maintaining ecological balance. On the other hand, their presence can lead to conflicts driven by fear and misunderstanding on both sides. But their presence in cities is not without challenges. Conflicts can arise, particularly um, when they venture too close to human habitation, Misunderstandings and fear can lead to tensions, which we've spoken about, highlighting the need for coexistence strategies and public education about these often misunderstood animals. Coyotes are big enough as adults to hunt family pets, and the same as bobcats, which have been spotted in my area personally quite a lot lately. These urban predators, from foxes to coyotes, play a crucial role in the urban environment. They help to control rodent populations and bring down, or bring a touch of wilderness to our cityscapes. Understanding and respecting their presence is key to fostering a harmonious coexistence. Now, as the city awakens to another day, it's time to reflect on the conservation efforts and strategies that can help us live in harmony with our urban predators. These efforts are not just acts of kindness. They're essential steps towards building sustainable and healthy urban environments. So let's start with wildlife corridors, an innovative solution gaining traction in many cities. These corridors are pathways that connect different habitats, allowing animals like foxes and coyotes to move safely across urban areas. Their integration... um, as green bridges or tunnels into our city planning, and they provide a lifeline for wildlife, reducing the risk of road accidents and habitat fragmentation. Community education is another crucial element. By increasing public awareness about the behaviours and benefits of urban predators, we can reduce the fear and misunderstanding. Educational programs in schools, community centres, and local media can also help shift perceptions and foster culture of coexistence. There are also inspiring examples of grassroots initiatives where local communities come together to protect and support urban wildlife. From neighbourhood watch groups that monitor and report wildlife activity, to citizen science projects that track urban predator populations. These community efforts can make a significant difference. There's also a significant role for technology and innovation. Apps and websites that track wildlife sightings, report conflicts, and provide educational resources can empower individuals and communities to become active stewards of their local ecosystems. Think about what you can do in your own neighborhood. Simple actions like responsibly securing trash, avoiding the use of harmful pesticides, and supporting local Uh, conservation initiatives can help and all have a profound impact on the well-being of our urban wildlife. Mitigation strategies are crucial in reducing conflicts and ensuring the safety and well-being of humans and animals. This includes thoughtful urban planning that considers wildlife habitats, implementing wildlife-proof waste management systems, and creating safe pathways for animals to move across urban areas. The journey towards coexistence with urban predators is an ongoing process and it likely will forever be one, one that requires patience, understanding and collaboration. It's a journey that challenges us to rethink our role in urban landscapes, not as dominators, but as stewards of a shared world. But I think we will end the technical section there. Stay tuned and we'll be right back. And I think we will end this episode here. If you want more wildlife content, be sure to check out our website at biomedia.org and consider signing up for our free newsletter. Or if you want to get involved in conservation, become a biome hero. 100% of all the profits go towards saving species on the brink of extinction. There will be a lot more content and community of like-minded zoology enthusiasts on there, as well as giveaways, photo contests, and expert QAs. There's a lot of new things this season, so be sure to stick around and follow us on social media at biome.media. And don't forget, we love hearing from you, so please do keep in touch. For now, though, we will be back in two weeks with episode three. Until next time, remember to always ask questions.